0: Where did you go this morning? Like, I didn't even hear you get up. And she was like, what are you talking about? I didn't come back last night.
1: From the dawn of the spoken word, storytelling has been the backbone of human culture. Warning of looming dangers and evoking our most personal fears. What you're about to hear are the real-life experiences of everyday people, brave enough to share their terrifying tales. Tales where the horror hits close to home. I'm your host, Danny. Welcome to the Hometown Horrors Podcast. Listen, if you dare. Ladies and gentlemen, here we are, Hometown Horrors Podcast. So to set the scene, we're gathered around a candle. We're in my girl Livy's uh, little side bedroom area that she uses as a creative space, and we got all the lights out. It's uh, nighttime, and uh, there's an unsettling amount of mirrors in this room.
0: Yeah, you know what they say about mirrors—portals
1: into another world, into other dimensions. Yeah. So the big goal of the podcast is to be able to sit down with people and kind of get a feel for their own spooky supernatural experiences. Mm. Unlike a polished narrative in like a book or a movie, some of the scariest things just kind of have no real correlation with structure or narrative. They're kind of unknown to you.
0: I think that's what makes them scary.
1: Exactly. There's like no rhyme or reason to it. It's just little isolated events.
0: So probably the scariest thing that I've ever had happen was the night after my junior prom. Everybody had stayed over the night of prom and we all slept in the basement together. It was four or five girls and then like two boys that were unwilling dates And the next morning, we stayed in the basement. We watched movies like all of the Star Wars. And so we spent the entire day in the basement because, you know, to watch all of the Star Wars. Yeah, well, you need an entire day to do it. So it got to be like night and everybody's parents came to pick them up at seven o'clock. And I was too lazy to clean up the basement. So I just decided that I was going to sleep down there again. Like, oh, well, it's already all set up. And I'm also one of those people that like needs the TV on to fall asleep, or at least I did when I was younger. So I had set myself up for bedtime. It was probably later in the evening, so probably like 10 or 11 o'clock. And I had fallen asleep. Just to set the scene, my basement is very dark. There are no natural lighted areas, so pitch black. My dad has a 55-inch flat screen TV, so that's on. Yeah, yeah, that's that's enough light for me to feel semi-decent down there when I'm by myself. But there's also this really creepy door behind the stairs, and many a times you would come down and that door would just be unlatched. Three deadbolts.
1: So yeah. That thing used to just, just be unlocked. Yeah,
0: just be unlocked. <laughs> and my dad had frequent flyers in the basement. People would forget to lock it after it. they would go outside. Oh,
1: yeah,
0: right. The TV, you know, kicks into like sleep mode that if you don't keep it on, the screen would just turn blue and it would say no video or something in the middle of it. <sighs> That's
1: the creepiest place.
0: Right, 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 right. So I woke up and I had realized that the TV had fallen asleep. And so I grabbed the remote and I had flipped it back on and I put the remote back on the ground and I'm like laying on the couch. and. And I'm sitting there and I have a couple blankets on top of me and I was starting to roll back over to fall asleep. But it felt like, you know, when somebody sits down on the couch,
1: you feel like a sink in the area next to you.
0: Yeah. So I felt it at the end near my feet and I was like frozen. Like I didn't even want to look down there to like see the possibility. Like
1: where were you you just your eyes are open, but you haven't looked down. Yeah.
0: So. I can tell that something has perched, but I'm looking at the ground at the remote, and I was like, oh, hell no. So I grabbed the blankets, threw them over my head, laid back down, and then I could feel it was starting to get closer to me. The pressure had sat on top of my feet, and it's slowly, as if there's hands pushing and pressing up the shins of my legs until it's to my knees, and then it started to get faster until it was my hips, so I, like, immediately throw it off, and there's... No one in the
1: room. The pressure was gone. There gone. Was Just nothing happening.
0: Nobody there. Nobody in the room. I'm having a heart attack. I immediately went upstairs. I was like, I'm not sleeping down here. So I took my blankets. I left the TV on. Fuck the TV. I just ran upstairs and I was like, I'm going to sleep on the couch in the living room. But there were many occurrences like that in my childhood home. I also had the little tiny half door in my room and the door never completely latched. And so I would always set stuff in front of it. And I would come in my room and the stuff would be moved. And at some point in my life, the bed was right next to the little door. And so I would be sleeping and then I would hear it creak open and I would turn over and the door would be open. Like it never creaked open when I slept on the other side of the room. But well,
1: that was when you didn't have stuff in front of it?
0: Correct. But even when I did put stuff in front of it, it would open. Like the door would...
1: would- you hear things fall over? Yes, Oh, my God. Yes.
0: Uh, and I would put stuff in front of the door on the inside of the threshold, too. Yeah. If it's like an animal or something pushing it, it will knock those things over. Yeah. And weirdly enough, the only thing I had in that attic space in the boxes were porcelain dolls, creepier. Mm. Yeah. So I yeah,
1: would, you, yes, that's, you pull the sheet off a ghost and it's a <laughs> goblin. <laughs> right, 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 right,
0: So I would have the porcelain doll set up on the inside of the door and then the door would open it and then I would see the porcelain dolls. But... I had a big chunky corded phone that I would sit in front of the door and I would wake up in the morning and the phone and the door would be open. I definitely had many uh horrible dreams. There was this woman that would chasing up the stairs and she was in very old Victorian
1: like a white dress.
0: Uh more gray. She was gray. she was dingy. She wasn't really Think, to um, look at. Think insidious. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yes.
0: No veil, nicer hair, but Terrifying. She was scary. But I would have frequent dreams about her. Uh and
1: like same kind of dream or just different scenarios where you're running from her?
0: Mm, it wouldn't always be running. Sometimes it would just be that she was just in the room looking at me. It'd be almost like astral projecting, but I'd be asleep in my bed
1: You have an overhead view of her. Yes,
0: just her in.
1: And was she aware of that overhead view of you? Like, would she look up at your perspective or just stare at you sleeping? Just look at me sleeping. God, this spooky is all shit.
0: Yeah, no, my childhood home definitely had some energy in it. I wouldn't even feel comfortable in certain rooms alone. Not even just that basement. And there were names on the walls and things when we went to take things down. And people had definitely made memories in that place. But it was... A- like
1: names as in like heights or... No,
0: just like they had painted their names on the
1: wall. Oh, yeah.
0: Mm, not pretty font painted. We used to live here, so we'll write our names on the wall.
1: And this was in uh, Hagerstown, Maryland? Yeah.
0: And the floor before we remodeled was just a cement slab that had weird... Blotches of filled paint. It's almost as if the gray cement that they had put on it started to peel up and revealed the red floor below it. And the walls were all paneled down there.
1: Yeah. The way you describe the layout of the house, you can tell it's something that's... I don't know. I want to know, but like hundred years old, but
0: I mean maybe a hundred years old. Yeah, but it used to be five rooms, and we took all the walls out and made it one room because it made no sense as five different rooms. Yeah, it was almost a, like a halfway house. Like it was like divided up into bedrooms. I
1: mean, that would have made a lot of sense just because a lot of people would have been coming in and out.
0: Right. It was very. It'd be
1: interesting to look at what the history of your house is. I, like, don't, I, don't, I don't know that. how you'd be able to look that up. Maybe that's better kept buried. Yeah, you <laughs> can
0: do that, but I'm not going to do that because Maybe if I to figure out question. that she's real,
1: I think it's more fun trying to try and find a plausible explanation, sure. but there are times when you lift the veil and oh shit. Yeah, like, what you yeah. should not line up as well.
0: So last summer I actually went to Gettysburg and we did ghost hunting different houses along like the battlefield. Yeah. And so we were in like a one-room schoolhouse. I forget the name of it, but it's the only one-room schoolhouse that used to exist, but If you sang songs in the room, you could hear like children laughing or that's what they had. See, that's the
1: scariest shit is disembodied children laughing. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: So we partnered up with a girl and her husband. And I instantly when I met her, I knew that we were like kindred spirits. And she even said that she was like, I don't know why, but I feel like we've got like past life connections. And I was like, girl trust me, I was feeling the same thing. And at some point, we had split up because she was like, well, I'm just going to go see what I can get. And my friend Patty and I were doing...
1: Get yeah, as in, like, just some kind of connection? We all connection, around
0: or- recorders and stuff, and so we were supposed to ask questions and yeah. figure out if there was anything there. And we got some really good stuff. Like, I have a video of all the stuff we got. They recorded it. and Just, like, when the voices
1: were like, hey? Or- well,
0: beyond that, I at some point had the dowel rods. And not that you can't manipulate those, but I was not there for that kind of experience and obviously if there was like hey record this and you just like cross them and like get your answer. Yeah. People do that all the time, but you I want to have
1: really... a genuine experience. Exactly. You're not sitting there trying to have a weird story that you kind of made.
0: Right. Everybody loves to tell a good story, but I wanted to actually like experience something.
1: You wanted to touch the unknown.
0: Yeah, 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 to like see if it really exists. Not that I don't believe, but like what is out
1: there. I, I would feel like it. it's just healthy for the mind to have a little bit of skepticism even in a situation where you have such an experience. Cuz in your mind after a certain Amount of time you, you try to convince yourself it wasn't real because what's easier for you to live with?
0: Right, your mind will tell them again.
1: Right, and that's why you don't want to look the at the history of the house and see if there. You know, there's a picture of that lady standing outside the house. Oh, well, she was in the halfway house, but then she died in the crawl space. Would
0: lose yeah. my mind. Uh, you'd have to check me in. somewhere and you sticky already. <laughs> <laughs> I, need the, I need the sticky socks, please.
1: You already have trouble sleeping. Yeah, I things, don't so sleep it's, well, it's so yeah.
0: In Gettysburg, I'm going to say her name was Dawn for now because I can't remember what it actually was. Sorry if you're listening, Dawn. (laughs) And your name's not
1: Sorry, potentially Dawn.
0: Yeah. She had gone outside and she had... Is that an EMF gauge where it has the spectrum and then it lights up when... That sounds frequencies. right. I'm, I'm sure. Whatever it is, it's yeah. like if energy gets close to it, 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 it lights the up. The needle, green like a step finder, Yeah, kind of. Yeah. But when we touch it, I mean, it does it. like yeah. So you know that it's some kind of force that is strong enough or has enough energy to conduct itself to touch it, to make it feel that way. So she had nonstop communication from this guy she had been walking around outside asking questions like are you a soldier if you're not don't get close enough and if you are then light it up and so he would light up yes and she would ask questions multiple times like to make sure you meant that okay do it again and so she was asking like ornery questions like when she flirted with him he was more into it Mm -hmm. um so she would be like living
1: ladies yeah she
0: would be like are you married and it didn't light up and she was like are you looking for a significant other? And it like, she was Sam, just asking. Been
1: beyond the grave. Yeah, he was still to get trying,
0: to, trying to clap some cheeks. Get that ghost um, on. I know, I know. Patrick Sweet. Well, he would only answer if she asked that kind of question.
1: Be a sexy, flirty question.
0: Yes. And yeah. then he touched her. The fear in her eyes, I mean, she nearly went into a panic attack. She was like, somebody just gently touched the side of my neck. We're standing, like, about how far you and I are, so less than, like, two feet. And then all of a sudden, she I just got touched. She was like, did you see anything? And, like, we're looking around for bugs. And it's, like, pretty decently lit outside because yeah. even though it's nighttime, the moon is out. And it's, I it almost it are went different. on a full moon. So, yeah, full of moon course, was- energy was higher. But, um... It was a crazy experience. And I mean, I definitely have other things too, but those are my bigger ones. I'll tell one more and then, you know, we can take this any direction you want. But uh, my roommate and one of my best friends, Sam, if you're listening, hey girl, she lived on campus at Shepherd in West Virginia. And her dorm room was four bedrooms that shared a kitchen slash living space. And then they had a door that would go outside from there. They each had locks on their doors. So like they could lock and unlock their bedroom door. So
1: the door to like the hallway would lead into that open space. And then from that open space, there would be four bedrooms with doors and locks.
0: Uh, It wasn't a hallway. So it came right from outside. So oh, the oh, that you in. I got you. It was kind of a individual like, little the buildings. of a two two it. so little yes. yeah of a little would of a little would of a little bit of a little bit of a little bit
1: of a little bit of a little bit of a little bit of a little bit
0: of a little bit of a little bit of a little So of a little bit of a little bit of a little bit of a little bit of a bed, bit was a little was of a bed bit was a little bit of a little bit And she hears the door open up. She watches Katie go over, get in bed. She rolls over. She thinks nothing of it. The next morning she wakes up and Katie's not in the bed. And she was like, oh, I guess she's out making breakfast. And so she goes out in the common space and Katie isn't out there. So she like checked her phone, nothing going on there. And I guess like an hour or two later, Katie comes back and she was like, hey, like, where did you go this morning? Like, I didn't even hear you get up. And she was like, what are you talking about? Well, you left like after you got back last night. And she was like, I didn't come back last night. No, you definitely opened the door and like got in bed like I saw you. And Katie was like, no, I did not. So Sam definitely saw something that walked across her room and got into her roommate's bed. I mean, Sam tells it better than I do, but the first time Sam told me that story, I made Sam sleep with me that night because I was like, mm-mm, nope. we we're,
1: were not, nope.
0: Nope. And we had all the lights on, and I just didn't even care because I was so scared. Of feeling the vibe, too. Oh, my gosh. I mean, I had goosebumps. My whole body was shaking. Oh, no. I was terrified. I was like, Sam, what the hell did you do? She was like, what was I going to do? She was like, it was already too late. I would have moved, changed states, yeah. changed names, like to go back into the same room where you just watched a full body apparition, if that's what you want to call it, like,
1: I mean, get into it could have been anything. It could have been a ghost. It could have been a person at the college. Oh, like, it's literally, freaky. yeah. It's unsettling. Yeah. And I mean, best case scenario is just some drunk guy or girl, and it's just like, oh, this. Ain't
0: but God. you have to have a key.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's
0: what I'm saying. Like, you have to have not one, but two keys. Because you have to get in from the outside world, one key. And then there's a separate key to get For into the their, itself, Yeah. To
1: the room, yeah.
0: That's two keys you have to have.
1: Oh, God. Like, the more you think about it, the more you don't want to think about
0: it. Yeah, because how would you do that unless you had Katie's
1: keys? Uh, you've told the story to me before, but I vaguely remember you saying the door to the room is at the end of Sam's bed. And the figure stopped at the foot of Sam's bed yes. and looked at her yes. before going out.
0: Yeah, so... Dude. Yeah, bed. like... Sam's feet are next to the door. Door opens up. Creature. Let's just call it Creature for now.
1: Anon, Anonymous. walks through.
0: Whoever it is. Stands at the foot of the bed. Checks on Sam. Then goes and gets in Katie's bed. And Sam's like, oh, nothing. It's just Katie. Rolls back over. No one's in the next morning. And the door's still locked.
1: Nah, dude. Big nah on that.
0: Yeah. I know. That's why I said, Sam, we're sleeping together tonight. <laughs> I made to do that a couple of times. I just in general get horrible dreams, and I get sleep paralysis a lot. So there are nights that I just don't like to be alone. That's for sure. Yeah, because I'm also in kind of of a theory or thought that yes. Multiverse, Just like in the Spider-Man, you know, like you can talk to your other versions of your time. Yeah,
1: like sometimes there's like an overlap where maybe sure. there's communication or you yes. just see or feel something that yes. might have happened to another version of you.
0: I feel often that... There's communication in the dreams that are given to me. Like sometimes if I like wake up after the dream and I'm like singing a song in my head that there's some kind of meaning. I can't even like write my-. Like I didn't go yeah. to bed singing that and then wake up with it. I haven't thought of that song in months and now I've woken up to it being played in my head.
1: That'll happen for moods too. If you had a really strong mood in the dream, sometimes you'll just live out the day with that. Oh,
0: absolutely.
1: Whether it was good, bad, or just strange or... Do as I say, not as I do. Are we that generation? Or are we doing and working on ourselves just as much as we work on the technology that we crave, artificial intelligence? And the concerns, I would say, were pretty valid. But the interesting thing about that is, is it valid because... That's how we see ourselves. Are we are we looking at them, but then really seeing us?
0: I have talked this over with many friends and many unwilling participants, but I agree in the fact that energy cannot be destroyed.
1: Yeah, it can only be changed, repurposed.
0: So I even think that it extends beyond like ghosts and entities interfering.
1: It's just sometimes it might be a memory of yes. something that existed at some point. Right, because
0: our bodies hold trauma like that, so why couldn't a space... Why, why
1: not right. the world? Right.
0: Why couldn't a room hold the same kind of energy? Like There's
1: so if, many ways you could go with it, right? Like
0: Exactly. It could be,
1: maybe there are just separate layers of, over our reality, you know what I mean? Like You can't see wind or gas in certain forms. Right. Like, you know how, like, you used to have projectors in schools where you'd put up a piece of white paper and then you'd put like, a clear thing over top of it? Yeah.
0: So sometimes I would even argue that when we talk about spirits or, like, entities, that sometimes what you're experiencing is residual. Yeah. It's something that happened in that space that has just left a Like,
1: maybe it's almost like a clip. Yes. A moment in time.
0: Yes. And that's where... I don't even want to say that, but like that how much time is a construct, because that may have happened years ago, but the energy is still present and it's still affecting daily life. Yeah. It's hard to explain. So then in that moment, you are affecting past and present.
1: There's not really like sentience to it, or maybe there is, but it's only within that pocket of space. I don't know.
0: I don't know how it works. Obviously, I don't have the answers, but I'm still mulling over that theory. But I think that a lot of the times what we experience as ghosts, when you walk into a room and the vibes are just off, some bad air is in here. It's like
1: an energy, whether there's actually something in the room or it's the people. Right. One of the things that people talk about is uh, when you meet somebody and you immediately get a bad vibe from them for the first time, but you can't articulate why. Yeah. Your senses are zoning in on little traits and tics, put you on edge immediately. Yeah. You can perceive them because you're actually looking at or conversing with the person, but I guess that might also exist for things you can't see.
0: Well, and then you get into that layers, like the things that you can't see, but like things that were present Yeah, or like it could be another person or it could be just
1: you. Maybe you're just tuning into the vibe of what that clip or energy is.
0: Yeah. And then I'd also argue that that goes into like your trauma responses because if you've met someone that portrays the same kind of characteristics as this new person that you're meeting and they were horrible to you and now you're putting them on this person. It's, It's
1: like a PTSD the, if you yeah. make an association that seems like a previous association yeah. and that previous association was like negative or bad.
0: I just think there's so many layers that go into that. It's like your vibes, plus the way that you have experienced the world, plus your realm of possibilities. Obviously, if you're more closed off, it's going to be harder yeah, for you to Yeah, and that's the thing. Like things. if you
1: had some kind of strange supernatural experience as a child, mm-hmm. the trope is that you tend to be more open adulthood, you kind of lose a lot of your imagination, a lot of your openness to what might be in the world. And you lock into like preset routine and mundanity. You know what I mean? Things get boring. Things get cookie (laughs) cutter. Yeah. You stop emotionally (laughs) engaging with the world in the same way. Cause you think, you know, everything there is, you know, cars, buildings, you can see it, you can feel it, you can touch it, you can quantify it. But in childhood, everything is abstract yeah. and you're still learning how everything works.
0: And children just are like a whole nother children little. Children too. Yeah. I was going to say oh, children dude. are just like.
1: I read a post one time that like a seven year old talking to a three year old and the seven year old was like, could you describe heaven to me again? I'm starting to forget what it was like. Aww. Yeah. There's no camera on us yet. That's not part of the podcast yeah. thus far, but it gave <laughs> me chills just thinking about it.
0: Yeah. So I teach and I have had many conversations with children. Um, There was one time a child came up to me and she took my hand and on my right hand, on my middle finger, I have a birthmark. It's just kind of like a mole. She looked at me, she pointed at it, and then she looked up at me in my eyes and said, you're a witch. I'm sorry, you're a witch. You have the mark. She was like, don't you remember? You taught me all I know about magic. Five, six, maybe.
1: Do you know what you're doing? You're teaching in multiple lives.
0: I said, I'm sorry, what?
1: Me, music? <laughs> yeah,
0: Do <laughs> you meant music, not magic. Music right? is magic. Ma- sure, transcends all languages. And that's not the first time. This year, I think kids are just a little closed off lately because of COVID and other things.
1: Yeah, things are weird because you got to imagine like Modern convenience has made life a lot easier than it would have been, say, like 100 years ago. But during the pandemic, things were definitely a lot harder than it been. Absolutely.
0: But I had a kid even a month ago. I get this one often. I guess kids just perceive me as nurturing. But one kid raised his hand. He said, do you have children? And I said, oh, no, I don't have any kids. And this other kid raised his hand and he said, you used to be a really good mom. I'm sorry, what?
1: Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> to whom? What you
1: getting at there, risky?
0: I don't know if you've... I think we've talked about it before, but um, I think it's called Surviving Death on Netflix. It is incredible if you've never seen that. You've told
1: me stories about it.
0: Well, they have an episode totally dedicated to kids. There's a near-death experience episode. Trippy as all get out. Family members that pass on and getting signs from them. I often receive signs from my grandfather and I've asked him many times to just prove that he's with me and he does every time that I ask for it.
1: The thing that's also dangerous about that, and that's another horror movie trope, is that when you're talking to something from beyond, you can't, you could be getting catfished by a spirit. And it's not friendly spirits that are trying to reach out to the living
0: for sure yeah but there's an episode totally dedicated to kids and it talks about how kids remember their past lives those kids that were asking about what heaven looked like there is an episode where these kids can tell you the entirety of their previous lives there's this one little boy that when he looks at his mommy and she's like who's your mommy she's trying to get him to like talk to her in general and he was like well, you're my mommy in this life. She was like, "What?" He completely described his mom, where he lived, how his dad died, could tell you his street address, and they met the mom of the little boy who had been shot in the head. And before they had gone and like done an interview with this woman and told them all of these things, they took a bunch of pictures of the street he lived on, and then they put fakes in there, and he picked them out.
1: He picked out items from his previous every yeah. single
0: one. He got correct. He That's got how they all pick, of um, them.
1: The Dalai Lama.
0: I mean, there are multiple stories in that one. They basically know exactly who they were in The Last Life. And I don't know how that process works when you get recycled and come back down to Earth.
1: There's that book that you should definitely get on audiobook. I think it's uh, Reincarnation Blues. It follows the cycle of a soul that's born and then dies as a child. And then the cycle of rebirth it goes through throughout its existence. And there's a finite amount of times that you get reborn into a different life before your soul passes or fails some kind of universal exam. You have so many chances to be a person relevant to the whole of human history. And it was very interesting to see like what the process would be of remembering certain things about your life, how many different personalities and sets of yourself there could be. And what the bleed through would be from one life to another. And there's such things as fresh souls, people that were born for the first time have different attributes than somebody that's lived thousands of lives.
0: So I know it's not the same thing, but that movie soul that Disney put out. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that has given the most life to what I imagine in my brain it is like.
1: Was there reincarnation in that?
0: Yeah. So after they had experienced their human life, they could become part of what I imagine is a spiritual guidance team. So they would advise new souls on how to be on earth and what not to do and what yeah. to do. And I won't say it's exactly how I imagine it, but that gave the closest idea I have to I'll what like, I think it like. Looks an like
1: an afterlife would be yeah. structured?
0: I really do believe in the karmic and I, you have obviously karma. So
1: you'd have to pay off karma from previous lives too? Yeah. And not that just because kind of even if you were a bad person, if you're a fresh start, maybe you don't deserve to carry all that. Like a big concept in our society is like the sins of the father aren't supposed to be the sins of the son.
0: Yeah, but you think Hitler's coming back to a normal life? I don't like, know, bro. He shouldn't. He shouldn't.
1: What's that was that? another thing that they touched on in that book, Reincarnation Blues. In one of the characters' lives, he was a sociopath. As a kid, he noticed he wasn't feeling regular emotions and feelings, Yeah, and he would go hunting up in the woods with his gun, and then he realized that there was a a highway below the woods.
0: And he would shoot at people?
1: Yeah, he he was grappling with the thought, like, I know this is wrong, it doesn't feel wrong, but there's something pulling me to do it. Yeah. And there was a point where he did shoot into a car, and it swerved, and he never found out whether or not it killed somebody. And when nah, he gets back the to the little overworld, you know, uh, yeah. they have bureaucracy like anyone else. They scold them. If Hitler had lived a perfectly normal life and not done any of the things he did, that would have been a huge achievement for him. Yeah. Because he fought off the urge to do something terrible.
0: Right. Absolutely. Yeah. But then that goes back to the theory that the energy is neither extended or destroyed or whatever. It's just, then- just
1: repurposed. Yes.
0: So you come back down with that same crazy energy and you're a new vessel, but your body still remembers that, you know, like I you don't
1: remember what clarity. happened in the book to like depress whatever karmic debt he might have accrued.
0: Well, um, and I also believe that it's not just your own karmic cycles. Obviously, it's hard to believe that sometimes
1: would it be familial or would it just be circumstances? Yeah,
0: or? I think there's a lot of things that go into it. I think that it's hard sometimes to realize that everyone's not walking around here on NPC mode. You know, like you just look at people and you're like, oh, wait, you actually live a life and you're actually like doing things yeah. over there. And you forget that. Som- I forget whole, that sometimes. There's a whole
1: history to every single person that's right. been alive.
0: Well, yeah. and it's like some people don't have the depth, but it because,
1: really doesn't seem like it. Right.
0: But I feel like that's because they're not in touch with the fact that they have a purpose. And this is just one of
1: their. No, like, that's absolutely it. They haven't touched. Tough. There's a thing here that you're yeah. supposed to. To do. like you were here. sent here there's to a do purpose for your life and existence
0: exactly
1: you have something to contribute to the whole the human canon yeah yeah i've always felt that in myself that i've got something that's gonna happen from me yeah something creative something goofy maybe a podcast <laughs> but i've also talked to a lot of people that don't feel that they have that like the way i described it to somebody once is: there's an imaginary gun to my head all the time that's saying create something do something create something do something yeah and, and every like day I don't, it, I feel terrible. But then there are other people that are just, every day is just another day.
0: But what if that's just like a past life that was like upset that they did not get to do the things that they wanted to, oh, like man, they ran out up of time. I didn't
1: do a lot in this life.
0: You still have so much time. You we, hope. We have time. We yeah. have time. But what if I'm like Hitler's karmic debt, trying to be kind to everything and everyone in my path? Like, What if I am supposed to be the thing that writes that wrong? So
1: you're telling me I'm dating
0: Yeah, Hitler's- new, new
1: sexy Hitler? <laughs> we <laughs> are gonna get cancelled no well I mean that's an interesting thing do you think if people do get reincarnated it's like right after the moment of death or there's like a time between
0: I think it depends how, how is your
1: soul refiltered into life
0: I think it depends I think some people especially like when children die, I think that they die because they were meant to be put in another path. Like, I have a friend who lost a child.
1: Senseless and- loss of life. Maybe they're yes. meant to be put back into the game at a different but starting. But
0: somebody else needed you more. Like, they put you in there because this was going to be one of your filler rounds, but instead they were like, oh shoot, now is your time. You really have to go over yeah. here. This is who you're going to help. You're going to respawn on the battlefield. Exactly. Yeah. This is where you're going to make the difference we want you to.
1: And I mean, if we're getting into, like, some really gritty like the way you die if there is truly like a plan to the universe overall and there is reincarnation the way you die really doesn't mean too much you know if you're gonna just get plugged back in the game in some capacity but it's brutal and horrific for us. to some people it is is really brutal i'm not saying death isn't brutal i'm just saying like in the long-term scheme if you live thousands of lives yeah death will suck but
0: I know, but think about it, it seems in this sense the
1: people that are experiencing the death of somebody, like the death of a child yeah. or a family member. There's been a lot of that lately, unfortunately, in both of our lives.
0: But I'd even argue again that's still some of your karmic death. Like the way that you die has to do with the fact that yeah,
1: Hitler was reborn as a puppy, and that puppy got run over, and it's like, well, fuck you, Hitler.
0: I'm not saying that specifically. You never, but, yeah,
1: but but that kind of
0: karmic like could play a part in it. I don't know. I don't know the inner workings of the web. Charlotte keeps those a secret.
1: And it's really comforting to think that that's the case. A lot of times, especially now, it can seem like everything's just going wrong in the world. But if there is truly like a system of karma overall, that's some kind of comfort that there is someone tending the light. There is something to be said for being a good person and living in a proper way. You'd hope. You'd hope there's some kind of reward or some kind of positivity that comes out of it that carries beyond just your life.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, of course beyond your life even like into lives of your children or future generations
1: and that's true. Like, if you do positive things while you're alive, other people that are also alive will take that. But you'd hope that, like, if there is some kind of afterlife or yeah. you've heard that Bible's an acronym for basic instructions before leaving Earth, <laughs> you're at the beginning. You're in the yeah. tutorial zone of like a.
0: This is your manual. A for- huge existence yeah.
1: beyond just this great little flesh reality. We're in.
0: Well, yeah. And most people say that this is just to get you to that. The, the, real-
1: the real, real shit.
0: And I don't know how it could get much more real than this.
1: But yeah. That was another thing in Reincarnation Blues is there was a true reality. Yeah. How is it true? Do you feel things deeper?
0: Yeah. And how is that possible? Yeah, exactly.
1: Is there like a real reality out there? Are we just picking actors from a bunch of auditions? Like, what is this? I don't know. We're just floating around. What is the purpose? Maybe there is no purpose. Maybe there's
0: a floating rock in the middle. of Yeah.
1: Like maybe there are just multiple stages of existence. You know, like an ant's life is entirely different from our life. But whatever there is micro, there's got to be macro, right? Yeah. If you zoom in on your cells as, like, mm-hmm. small, smallest nervous. particles you can go, <laughs> like, it, yeah. it also resembles what the cosmos look like at yeah. a certain level.
0: Oh, yeah. Have you ever seen, um, like, comparison that if you cut a tree open and look at the wood grain, that it's, like, our thumbprints? We are, go. like, you know, flesh to flesh. Like,
1: there's just I don't know if all of the levels of existence are in our reality, but maybe there's other things, but it's know, just like layers, like, two dimensions.
0: Yeah, we're just in all of it. It's all encompassing. I don't know. I'm just kind of waiting for men in black to show up and clean this place up.
1: So <laughs> are, like right now, right here, <laughs>
0: not right here, right now, but sometime in the new the world, future,
1: maybe That'd be we're
0: driving ourselves into a dumpster fire. So I'm just kind of I don't know
1: if Biden is an alien, but Trump definitely is.
0: Oh, for sure.
1: Maybe he's Trump's like, more human than anyone. Maybe no, Biden's he's, alien.
0: Well, mm, Putin. <laughs> I'd argue anyone that gets into politics has some kind of alien in their ear, like an earworm or something.
1: No, I, I think it's just a certain personality type. It's probably more human than you'd ever want to understand or admit. But we're kind of getting to the weeds. Yeah. God exists. We proved <laughs> it. Podcast number one. <laughs> Don't
0: disappoint.
1: Yeah. And that is kind of like a fun thing about the supernatural and the spooky. You know what I mean? Like if you can prove there's a soul or that there are demons or ghosts, the opposite would have to be true, too. There'd have to be angels. There'd have to be God. There'd have to be an afterlife. That's the refreshing part of if supernatural things do exist, there's more to the universe than you could know. And that's fun. There's something precious in that. So it's scary, but it is scary. It just true. means you're living in a bigger world than you could know. Yeah. I don't think that we're the biggest thing on the food chain. No, because there's always a bigger fish. Absolutely. You know, what, I mean.
0: you know, we're what just, would
1: those things be?
0: We're the unattended Sims game. Somebody left their yeah, exactly desktop open. <laughs> we're we're
1: someone's like a 2003 laptop Sims game that's just not gone. Isn't
0: that death. fun? Yeah. Uh, I'd like to speak to management. <laughs>
1: Can we put the
0: ladder back in the pool, please? Just
1: come down for five minutes and...
0: We'll talk. No fizz. Just talk. Uh,
1: <laughs> if that is true, like, think of the whole of human history. That game's been unattended for a minute, so.
0: uh, Or, what's worse, is that someone's been controlling that attack.
1: Yeah, yeah, they, you know, you take parts out of the roller coaster on Roller coaster Titan, We just... Yeah,
0: oh yeah, oh, yeah let them flee... Into the, the, the fly fly ball. into the pond, yeah, flee fall. fall. Free fall.
1: No! <laughs> Now those were some frightfully fun stories. Howdy everybody, it's me, your host, Danny, and I want to let you in on something special. You might have noticed that when I introduce the show, I say we are the Hometown Horrors Podcast. That's because there will always be at least three people in each episode. Me, the person who wants to hear a good story, the guest, the teller of a good story, and you, the listener, that takes that story and carries it with you out into the world. And we make up a special kind of trinity. We are the Hometown Horrors Podcast. And if you ever want to graduate from listener to guest, reach out to us via our handle on Instagram, hometown underscore whores underscore podcast. Our email is the hometown whores podcast, no spaces at gmail.com or via text or phone call at 571-358-8880. Which FYI is not my personal number, but give it a ring. I'll get back to you because if there's anything I've learned from doing the podcast is that everybody has a story and that story deserves to be heard. On your number one source for the most spine-tingling, gut-wrenching, insomnia-inducing stories around, the Hometown Horrors Podcast.